I'm John Peters, one of the founders of Callaway's Nursery. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now here's Neil. Thank you, John, very, very much. Proud to be sponsored by Callaway's. Beautiful Callaway's. They are ever-expanding and uh, just great places to shop. Hope you'll get in today. If you do, talk to a manager or assistant manager and let them know that you appreciate that sponsorship. That will get back to John and the other people at home office, and uh, they'll be glad to hear that. I will, too. Thank you for listening this morning. We are here for the next uh, two hours. I'll be answering your garden questions. Phone number if you'd like to call, and I hope you will. It's uh, toll-free anywhere you can hear me, 800-288-WBAP. Mike Bass is running the boards. He's in the other studio, the luxuriant studio, 800-288-9227. Call now. Mike will get you screened and ready to go on the air with me, and that's as simple as it is. We have three lines that we use. We have five, but uh, that's too many. People would have to wait too long. So we use one to call another one. That ties up two of them. They can talk to each other. They enjoy that. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. We always get our program underway by talking first to Steve Huddleston, senior. Well, he's not. That's old. That's a year and a half ago. Public relations manager of Brit and the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Steve, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Yes, good, yes, good morning, Neil. Old habits are hard to break, Steve. You'll find <laughs> out when you get to my age. Uh, what's, uh, what's happening in the garden right now? Well, we are in the middle of a new master plan for the garden. Uh, this proposed design will inform the direction and priorities of infrastructure and facility improvements over the next 20 years across the 120-acre campus. And at this point, the public is invited to participate in a master plan committee meeting this week, Tuesday, May 17th, 7 to 8.30 p.m. in the Gardens Lecture Hall, uh, when an initial concept of this plan will be presented. After the presentation, attendees are invited to offer comments uh, in a conversational format with a dedicated staff member or via a comment card. So we are inviting the public to participate in our presentation of the master plan until we uh, reach a final design. All right. And so that is uh, Tuesday on May 17, 7 to 8.30 p.m., and that's in the Gardens Lecture Hall. And so that is uh, in the come in the, uh, the entrance, and it's straight ahead of you, and just to park and come on in. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Free and open to the public. The, the lecture or the presentation is, yes. All right. Um, all right. And so they, they don't have to pay an admission to get into that part of it then. No, no. All right. Good deal. Folks, uh, hope you'll do that. I hope you'll be involved because that is your chance to have an input. This is your public garden for the city of Fort Worth, and, and uh, you, need to be, uh, you need to be involved. Do they, I don't mean to get into a lot of detail here, they, do they need to be residents of Fort Worth to do this? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, one would think that they would be. I mean, that would be ideal, but uh, anyway. You're not checking driver's licenses. I'm, I'm not checking driver's why don't, licenses. Why don't no. we go to item two, featured plant yes, of the week? I, a great <laughs> idea. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Tell uh, us about it. Yes. Well, this is a salvia. It's a uh, Actually, it's a hybrid. It's called Mystic Spires Blue Salvia. Uh, it is a cross between two species, including our native Farinacea. But anyway, this is a perennial that grows 18 to 30 inches tall and produces spikes of indigo-colored flowers 
that mix nicely with other annuals and perennials. Uh, indigo spires is tolerant of heat and humidity. It is not bothered by pests or diseases. In fact, it's a Texas superstar plant. Uh, it likes full sun, adapts to most soils, but needs good drainage. It's hardy to zone 7. Uh, we have some beautiful specimens in the pollinator pathway between the Brit building and the garden center. In fact, the pollinator pathway is full of spring flowering perennials and wildflowers and looks just beautiful now, especially with those uh, blue salvias blooming. You know, there was a time about 30 years ago, it just seemed like there were 10 new salvias every year. And mm-hmm. uh, some of those have really stayed with us. They've become just uh, uh, plants that we can't get along without. Mystic Spires is one of those. It's a beautiful plant. All right. And that pollinator uh, uh, area is is great for learning, folks. Uh, events. You have one that is kind of in the wrap-up phase. Tell us about it. Yes, yes. Well, that is David Rogers' Big Bugs. Uh, that is a uh, an exhibit of ten gargantuan uh, insects uh, sculptures, insect sculptures scattered throughout the garden. Uh, this exhibit is open and runs through June twelfth, so we are coming to the end of that exhibit, but they're still out there for a while. Uh, the exhibit is included in the price of garden admission, and then this coming Saturday, and actually a week from today, Sunday, uh, Dog Days in the Garden returns. For a howling group time, guests are invited to bring their canine family members to the garden to give them a new leash on life in a beautiful outdoor setting. Regular admission is required for humans with an additional $5 per dog. Uh, Members receive free admission and pay $5 per dog with a complimentary, and they get a complimentary bandana. Hydration stations will be available across the campus. For the best doggone experience, the garden asks that guests and pets adhere to specific rules and etiquette, which are posted on the garden's website under calendar and events. How fun. That's great. And so that's a week, that's six and seven days from right now. Yes, this Saturday, May 21, and then Sunday the 22nd, yes. All right, and all of that information is on the website. Everything about the Fort Worth Botanic Garden is on the website, and that website is, Steve. Yes, fwbg.org. It's just the initials of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden.org, fwbg.org. 24-hour information telephone line for those who would like to hear a recorded message. That is 817-463-4160. All right, and then how do they find you, the location? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. All right, and this is Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager for the Botanic Research, Botanical Research Institute of Texas and the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. They are uh, both on the, is it 120 acres now? Have you annexed 10 more acres? I've always used Well, uh, you know, we said 110 belong to the garden itself and then another 10 for the Brit campus. So we, we now say we have a combined acreage of 120. Okay, I got it now. I'm tuned in. Yeah. Thank you, Steve, yeah. for bringing light yeah. to my life. Once again, all right. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. All right. All right. And that is sponsored by the great people at Mueller. Mueller Steel Buildings for Permanent Storage. Why would you want to pay every month for a temporary storage facility when you could own a Mueller building? Mueller's backyard buildings are easy to assemble, and they're affordable, and they offer a permanent storage solution right there in your own backyard. Isn't that a lot easier? With a variety of sizes available and more than 30 colors from which to choose, their backyard building kits complement any home or landscape. 
And if your equipment requires even more storage space, Mueller's Standard Series buildings are ready to go to work for you. And they're fabulous. From workshops to big barns, these pre-engineered bolt-together buildings come in a variety of size and color options. And you can visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Get a free customized building estimate. While you're there, click on the color selector tool. Make choosing the perfect combination of colors an easy decision. To find out more about Mueller Steel Buildings and Metal Roofing, call them at 877-2-MUELLER. That's M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's 877-268-3553. Or you can visit them online again at MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. Mueller means steel buildings for permanent storage. I'm Greg Polito with Callaway's in North Fort Worth. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Greg, very, very much. He is a long-time and very dedicated member of the uh, Callaway staff. He runs a wonderful garden center there. They're lucky to have him, uh, you, in, in that part of uh, the uh, Metroplex. So thank you, Greg, very much. All right, our program begins today. First call of the day is Ryan in the fine city of Melissa. Ryan, this is Neil. Good morning. Morning, Neil. Listen, yes, I was sir. calling. I, I love your show. Thank you. My wife uh, put a garden box in the backyard for the first time in a, an actual box and not in the soil. Our, our soil's terrible out here. It's just awful. And we were having a big problem. This other fella wanted to bring dogs to the garden. I can't understand that. We can't keep our dogs out of the garden. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's some sort of a butterfly or uh, worm that seems to just love our cabbage. It's eating the, the, the dog knot out of the cabbage, and we can't have it grow. The lettuce is good. The maters are good. Yeah. What, you, grow- what you have is called a cabbage looper. The uh, butterfly is a little pretty white butterfly, and that's followed several days later by the cabbage looper. Um, um, the larvae get all over the cabbage and make them look like Swiss cheese. They will yeah. attack cabbage and broccoli. Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, kale, any member of that family specifically, and uh, they will just shred them in a hurry. They're they're like little inchworms. They they loop as they feed, and as a as a whole group, looping type insects um, are best controlled with a a biological worm control called Bacillus thuringiensis or BT, like Baker Tom BT. It's just the initials of Bacillus thuringiensis. Any hardware store, any garden center, uh, any uh, any farm store will know what you're asking for when you ask for BT when you go in, and they'll say, "Oh, you have loopers, huh?" Because <laughs> that's the that's the accepted control for them. It's an organic control. Uh, the inorganic controls don't work on it uh, on that uh, insect, and that one works beautifully. You it, you can use it same day as harvest. Um, just wash it off when you're through. It will, uh, it will stop the feeding almost immediately, and it will have them gone within 24 hours. Well, that's fantastic news. And I'll tell you what, I, I don't even know if I'm going to tell her because I don't even like eating none of that stuff she grows out there. Just uh, <laughs> good yeah. I'll have a good day. I will. Thanks for the call. I enjoyed it. All right. Carrie in Dallas, you'll be next call up. Margaret in Southlake, you'll be right after that. 
and I can help both of you. You have interesting questions. Stay with me, please. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I won't be able to do this special much longer, so I hope you'll pay attention to it. Uh, it is a part of the supply chain issue, and, and the nightmare ended for me about six weeks ago when I got word that they had found enough paper to finish the sixth printing of my book. I'd been waiting for six, well, at that point, five months for the sixth printing to be done, and I'd been hoarding copies of the fifth printing. There's just one minor uh, uh, text change in the sixth printing, and that is a two-paragraph acknowledgement that the, uh, the cold spell of February 2021 happened and that it did make, a, uh, I think, a sizable adjustment in the USDA. They haven't changed the, the hardiness zone map yet, but I think they need to, and I already had told you that from the first uh, printing of the book. I, I just didn't think that the zone map was uh, accurate anyway. So it doesn't really impact the value of the fifth printing of the book at all. It is all there. I show you the 1990 map that you need to follow anyway. And otherwise, it's verbatim the same on all other 343 pages. 840 photographs, 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor landscapes, lawns, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening, the whole works. Chapter Two is a 48-page perpetual calendar that's worth the price of admission for this book all by itself. It gives you 48 pages, four pages per month, of what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and protected in each month of the year, so you'll never wonder, I wonder when I should do such and such. It's all there for you. So that's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I self-published it so I could have the book I always wanted. 840 photographs and those 344 pages, a hardback printed in San Antonio. Now, here are the details. It's not in stores. It's not on Amazon. I sign every copy as it sells. I'm selling the fifth printing, the, the remaining copies of the fifth printing, at only thirty-two ninety-five. It will be thirty-eight ninety-five. So that's a significant savings. The only two ways you can get the book are by ordering from my website or by calling my office Monday through Friday business hours. The phone number to the office, 800-752-GROW. But that's weekdays during business hours, 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it right now while you're thinking about it at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. 75,000 copies sold. Not one request for a refund. I think you'll find it very, very useful. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Tommy does a wonderful sermon. It's a beautiful service, traditional service, and uh, just gorgeous music. So we invite you to join us. That's our church, and I'm proud to donate that promotion it's a promotional message, not a not a commercial for our church. And uh, we'd love to have you come and join us. Uh, the uh, services are at 8, which already obviously is underway, 9, 10.05, and 11.10. 
lest you think, oh, my goodness, that's a lot of services. Poor Tommy does four sermons. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a church that was built in the 1890s and then added on to, but it still only seats 500, and uh, it's a big congregation, so hence all the... And there are three contemporary services as well, plus we've uh, helped develop a church in Melissa. And so lots of things going on. All of the details are at sharingtheheart.org. It live streams the traditional service at 10.05. Come join us, won't you please? The First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. I need to tell you about Advanced Foundation Repair and uh, invite you to call for their free home inspection. Uh, It might just save your house. Uh, A a failing foundation can do a lot of damage, actually before you know it, because what happens is the the mortar uh, can uh, deteriorate, the tile and grout, the uh, grout can deteriorate, and before you know it, you have actual failure of bricks or of tile, and that's what you really don't want because those don't grow back together. You can replace mortar, you can replace grout, but you cannot replace tile easily. And uh, so you just want to get on this before there's a major problem. Uh, if you have a foundation with issues, they can identify where they are, how big they are, how they would go about repairing them, and uh, then they'll tell you what it would cost. And I, I'll bet you you're going to be surprised how affordable it is, especially compared to other companies. And you will be pleasantly surprised at how quickly they get the work done and how carefully they do it. Now, that's what I have found, and that's what others have told me with Advanced Foundation Repair. Leaders in their industry, 26 years I've told you about them, almost 27 now. Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's Foundation Repairs. Dot com plural foundation repairs.com that's uh, 214-333-0003 the home inspection is free and always without obligation 214-333-0003 advanced foundation repair Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened I'm Ross with Cornelius in Houston and now back to Neil Thank you, Ross, and that's Cornelius Callaway's in Houston. They bought the Cornelius chain uh, many years ago, so thank you very much, Ross. Let's go to Carrie in Dallas. Carrie, this is Neil. Good morning. Hi, Neil. It's actually Terry. He is in Texas, but anyway, good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. I have some stunning blue irises that I started from bulbs 20 years ago when I was living in Indiana. I smartened up in 2013, came back home. They lived in pots here for perhaps a year or a little longer before they were planted in the ground at my sister's in Fort Worth. But they're just not doing too well. They never bloom. They don't get enough sun. So I'm thinking about bringing them back over to Dallas to live with me at my condo where I cannot plant them in the ground. So... What do you have to say about that? Any advice as far as what, can I try to grow them in containers? What kind of soil amendments? These are a bearded iris, the the common bearded iris? Well, you know, it's been so many years since I've actually seen them bloom. They may be a bearded iris. They're definitely not common, though. I've never seen another one like these. Um, I didn't mean to disparage them. I'm just saying I'm trying to find what kind of iris you have. Right. 
Right. I, I would say it probably falls into the bearded category. All right. Uh, yes, you can grow them in, in pots. I would grow them in large containers. Uh, yeah. They certainly are not going to grow in one-gallon pots. They'll need to be in yeah. uh, something uh, more of a three- or five-gallon size container if you're going to if you're going to grow them for any length of time, you don't want to overpot yeah. them. How many How many do you have? Do you have lots, or are you just going to try a few for starters? That's what I would do I, is, is leave some in Fort Worth and bring some to Dallas. Yeah, there's, there, there might. Well, I don't know. They're, they're growing. She says they're expanding, but they just haven't bloomed in a few years. I get that, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is don't put all of them in pots in case something should happen. Yeah. Leave, I'll leave some, some there. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Anything if you do that, how many do you have? Oh, I could probably bring half a dozen clumps at least. All right. Put them in uh, Put them in maybe a 14- or 16-inch pot. Use uh, individ- not individually, but a, a clump. Uh, or better yet, if, if you could, break them into rhizomes that have maybe three fans per, per pot. And let's put them in something a little smaller than let's put them in maybe five gallon pots, uh, which is going to be something like a, a 12 or 14 inch pot and use a potting soil that you would use to grow tomatoes or, or um, large begonias or something like that, a really good potting soil. And they should last a good while. That potting soil will probably break down and will shrink down in the container. You may have to take them out once in a while and add some potting soil, but let them clump up and and fill the container for several years before you consider taking them out, dividing them, and repotting them. They should do fine, and you can move them that way into the amount of sun that they need. I would not put them in full sun in the container, uh, full afternoon sun, because if it's a, a black container a black nursery pot it will take a lot of heat in that side wall and that might be to the detriment but morning sun early afternoon sun would be fine okay would a would a more breathable pot like a clay pot be in order versus it'd be fine that'd be fine just it will dry out a little more quickly so you'll need to be mindful of the water right i'm just afraid of of them becoming overwatered um if they're in a pot that's well, that's up to you. You can water properly in any kind of pot as long as it has a drainage hole. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I hope that helps. I think you can do it. Okay. You have All a great right. day. Thanks for the call. Same to you. Thank you very much. All right. We have news coming up in a couple minutes. Let me tell you first about Wild Birds Unlimited and invite you to give them a, a visit. Two of these three stores are open today. Third one, uh, uh, McKinney's store, will be open tomorrow. Monday through Saturday, and uh, double-check the websites to make sure on the other two. But Wild Birds Unlimited, these are great stores, and they absolutely have everything you could possibly want for your wild bird feeding needs. They have enthusiasm, and they have the feeders, for example, the hummingbird, high-perch hummingbird feeders, all of your other kind of uh, feeders for suet and for seed. They have all the seeds. They have the various kinds of suet feeders that won't uh, drip during the summer. The birds at our house are so thrilled with the various seeds that we get and feeds at Wild Birds Unlimited. Let me give you the addresses. David's store in the Park Cities, 5715 West Lover's Lane, next next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center. He's been there a long time, just west of the Tollway. Ron's store, his new location at 5708 Abrams Road, one block south of Northwest Highway. 
Ron's great. And Birdie's store in McKinney, 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, just south of Tom Thumb. Oh, the enthusiasm there. Oh, Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. WBU.com slash DFW. It's Wild Birds Unlimited. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. A shooting at an Asian-run hair salon in Dallas has been linked to similar attacks. I'm Dennis Martin from the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. Chevrolet.com, WBAP, first traffic and weather on the ones. An accident involving a wrong-way driver has completely closed Highway 287 on the southbound side between East Vickery Boulevard and Rosedale Street in Fort Worth. Constructions closed HOV lanes both east and westbound I-30 between Jim Miller Road and Northwest Drive. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast, sunny and hot today, tomorrow, most of the coming week. Today's high temperature, probably 98 degrees. Monday, probably 94. Right now, though, 75 in Dallas, 74 in Fort Worth. Dallas police have now connected Wednesday's shooting at an Asian-run hair salon to two other drive-by shootings at Asian-run businesses. With the suspect still in the run, Asians in Koreatown are fearing for their safety. Whether it's hair-related or unrelated, still people are getting hurt. People are afraid of, like, coming out. Dallas Police Chief Eddie Garcia says the department has increased police presence and surveillance in and around Asian marketplaces. ERCOT officials say six power generators across the state were knocked offline Friday because of high energy demand. As a result, they have been asking Texans to conserve power all this weekend by setting home thermostats to 78 degrees or higher and avoid using large appliances during the afternoons and evenings. Energy expert Doug Lewin says that's a sign ERCOT officials have been overdriving the system. I think they've been running those thermal plants so hard that that this is what we're seeing is then they they break. Lewin asks if we're having trouble like this in May, what's going to happen in July and August? I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout the day. Stay informed on the latest with the Russian war on Ukraine with News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. All right, Dennis, thank you very much. We'll be going to Margaret in South Lake, Steve in Fort Worth. Our next two calls up have one line beyond them available to you if you'd like to call 800-288-WBAP. That's 800-288-9227. Callaway's Nursery has everything in full bloom right now. That means it's time to bring home fresh color. A gorgeous landscape begins with premium plants, and Callaway's has what you need for outdoor success. They always look great, and they look greater than ever right now. Stop in today. Discover their beautiful selection of beautiful Cora XDR Vinca in a parade of colors. You know what XDR stands for? That's XDR Vinca. It's a favorite in flower beds and containers. 
It stands for extreme disease resistance. These heat and humidity-loving flowers add a pop of instant color, and they rebloom all season to create a blanket of hues in your landscape. They're super easy to grow. And while you're in the store, be sure to talk to one of their Texas-certified nursery professionals for expert gardening advice and tips. You can always count on Callaway's to bring you the very best in flowers, edibles, trees, and shrubs, all backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try something new. Try it, and you'll love it. Love plants, helping people, and spending time outdoors? Well, you can become part of this great Callaway's team. Callaway's is now hiring for all of their locations, including the new store in Prosper. Stop by to apply and join this Texas-grown Callaway's team today. Shop local at their community stores or order online at Callaway's.com. Take advantage of their curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week for your convenience. That's Callaway's Nursery. It's life lived beautifully. Callaway's.com. With so much happening, you never want to miss a moment. These days, you don't have to. On air, online, and always on your smart device. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. I hope that you will sign up for my free electronic newsletter, which is called eGardens. Neil Spray's eGardens. It comes out on Thursday nights just a little after 6 p.m. There are five stories in it each week. One of the stories is a featured plant of the week. One of the stories is gardening this weekend, where I point out the things that need to be done in the ensuing three or four days. And one of the stories used to be a featured question of the week, but I have broadened that immensely by letting you submit questions, 25 questions each week. We have a counter that shuts it down at that point. I uh, I get normally 100 to 150 questions in a in a couple of hours if we leave it wide open, and I just can't answer all those. But the 25 or so, and then I take the ones that you know we we take out the duplicates. We take out the ones that are just hey, what's this weed, or what's this tree coming up in my flower bed. Um, the ones that are of interest to only one person, and we show the the ones that are of greatest interest to the the, the broad uh, uh, population. And so there are the questions of the week, and usually there are ten or, or twelve of those, and that's really gone over beautifully. So, and then a couple of other stories. That's what eGardens has is all about, and it is really popular. Eighty thousand subscribers. Remember, it's always free. I will never give or sell your email address to anybody, and I'll certainly never spam you, so you don't have to worry about getting anything you didn't sign up for. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens newsletter. You can see what it looks like by going to my website, neilsperry.com. That's where you also buy my book and and where you can find my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions and a lot of other things. And uh, while you're there at neilsperry.com, you can take a look at eGardens, and that's where you would sign up for it. You have to do that. That's at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Lynn from the South Arlington Store, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Lynn, very, very much. And uh, great stores, like I say, all around, and they're they're building more. They're just a it's a great organization. I'm proud to call them my friends. They are a local, independent retail garden center that happens to have more than one location. But they are local, and they buy locally. 
Their people know the local area. That's what sets them apart so nicely. Let's go to Margaret in South Lake. Margaret, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks would, for waiting. Uh, thank you. I would like to talk to you about my larkspur. This okay. is the second summer that I have had a problem with it starting, not all of it, but some of it starting down at the bottom to turn yellow, and then that works its way up the stem. Uh, I took a piece of it to the garden center and talked to the nursery professional. He looked at it with a hand lens. He said this is something he has seen on some of his tomato plants that have come in, and it's just small cracks or hairline cracks in the stem. He thought that possibly it's caused, caused by a soil fungus. He suggested I might try a systemic fungicide and use it as a soil drench. I was wondering if you've experienced this and if you thought this was an answer and how often to reapply it, and also if there are seeds that are resistant to this and where would I get them. All right. How did you get the start of your larkspur? Where did you get it? I got that from seeds that were ordered. I thought they came from the uh, Johnson uh, Wildlife, but I might be wrong. They were given to me by a friend. All right. She did order them somewhere. All right, but uh, she handed them to you saying these are uh, heirloom larkspurs that, that were collected somewhere. They're, they're not a hybrid, something from a major seed company or some, something No, like I don't that. think so. You know, so I've taken up mumbling as a hobby now. <laughs> no, I, I I don't know Neil, but I I don't I don't think so. Yeah, well the the old heirloom larkspurs are wonderful uh, annuals and reseeding annuals that come up in the fall and bloom in the spring and then and then die as the as the spring progresses, and usually the ones that I see dying, uh, Margaret, are dying because of spider mites later in the spring. And they'll turn yellow from the bottom of the plant upward, and so do tomatoes from spider mites. Um, that's what I probably would have looked for first. I, I'm not yes. familiar with any kind of a soil-borne fungus that would cause cracking in larkspur stems or, for that matter, tomato stems. Okay. don't know that I've ever seen that. It doesn't mean it couldn't happen. It might have been right in front of my eyes, and I didn't know it. But... Uh, I've not ever encountered it, but I have certainly seen spider mites on both of those plants many times. And it's in the case of larkspur, it's not the end of the world because it's kind of the end of their life cycle. You will see you will see spider mites on bluebonnet plants as they are finishing up. Their seeds are turning um, uh, dry, and and in in June, for example, this year it's turned so hot so early that uh, I think we're going to see some. Spider mites in May that we normally don't see until June. Are you seeing that yellowing already this year? Yes, I am. All right. And did they bloom well for you? Yes, and they're still blooming. And it's yeah. you know some of the some of the ones that are blooming quite well are, are getting this now at the bottom, and it just seems like it moves up and then eventually, you know, takes the, plant, the whole plant. Takes All right. The whole here's plant. what here's here, here's the way. Have you ever tested for spider mites? Do you know how to do that? Yes, I do. Have you done that on these plants? No, I didn't really think about it being spider mites, to be honest with you. Well, try that, because that's uh, that would be my first guess, and uh, see if uh, see if you find them. Uh, I don't mind if you want to stay on hold during the news. Well, it's not, we're not even close to the newscast. I don't mind if, if you want Mike to put you back on hold. You can go test that right now if you're at home and uh, see if you come up with any spider mites and come back on the line with me. Let me know. 
Okay, I can do I, that. I'd like to do that. But just remember, and I'm, I'm telling everybody, let me tell people what you're going to do, and, and so they'll know how to how to uh, kind of keep track of what you're going to do. Uh, you test for spider mites. They're almost microscopic. You have a hard time normally seeing them on plants, especially if you're going to try to control them before it's too late. Marigolds are a great example. They will get all over marigolds, and the first thing you can see easily is when they form webbing all over the leaves of the marigolds. Well, by then it is way too late to control them. But early on, you'll see tan modeling or yellowed modeling at the base of the plant, and then it flushes upward, kind of like you're describing on your larkspur. And when you take one of those leaves, or in, in the case of larkspur, maybe the whole plant, you hold a piece of white paper up against the stem and thump the stem. I'm going to thump my countertop where my broadcast studio is. Just thump it once or twice uh, over the white paper, and a bunch of just debris will fly off, dust and dirt and grime. And, and hopefully, if there are spider mites there, hopefully they'll fall off too. I hope you don't have them, but if you do, they'll fall off. And you'll notice about 10 seconds later, the, the little mites will start to uh, uh, crawl around. And you can see them on the white paper. You can't see them on, uh, on, on the plants as easily. And so why don't you go test that, and we'll come back to you in about five minutes. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right. Michael, put you on hold. All right. Let me do a break. We will uh, I can go to Steve first. We'll do that. We'll go to Steve in Fort Worth. Steve, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you, sir. How can I help you? Uh, I've got an established St. Augustine yard, and I'm fortunately am able to water it from the lake so that it seems to do a lot better than with city water. But I started having some streaks of yellowing in the St. Augustine, and my neighbors on either side did not have that problem. So... I read up on some of the things you said, and I dug out the dead part, and I sprayed it with fungicide. Uh, and I, but I don't know whether that's just been about a week ago that I did that, and I didn't know whether I needed to do something else and or fertilize it. And the other question was, could that fungicide fun, fungus have been brought in through the yard man's lawnmower? All right. Uh, take all root rot is the fungus that would be involved at this time of year. And take all root rot does cause the, the streaking that you're describing. It's a, it's a more of a wash than, than stripes. I mean, they're not distinct stripes. Um, they're just kind of, a, gosh, that's kind of yellowish over there. And this is kind of greenish over here. It's not. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, it's not not just a distinct pattern. Uh, that disease is not an OT spread by lawnmowers or equipment. Uh, it is in the soil and and uh, exacerbated by uh, alkaline conditions and by uh, overwatering and and uh, soils that are just not perfect for the um, uh, for the turf grass for the roots to develop. So it may be very likely take all root rot. I'm getting a lot of, uh, there's, there's a lot of traffic on that topic right now. I'll just put it that way to use computer terms. Um, the, the lawn, uh, if you pull up a runner that is yellowed, uh, the leaves are yellowed, you'll notice that the, the roots are very shortened. They're dark, dark. They, they're, they don't look healthy. They're not bright white and, and vigorous. They're, they're stubby. 
And so that's take-all root rot. It almost looks like there have been grub worms involved that have chewed off the roots, but there are no grubs in the soil. That's the, the other thing people observe. Uh, you said you took up the dead area. Uh, what do you mean by that? Did you remove all the dead grass? I, I used a, a real hard rake and pulled it all up. Uh, you know, there were some left, but not much. Okay. Uh, in all the areas that I that I had the dead grass before, I sprayed it with the fungicide. All right. And what fungicide did you use? Uh, I'm, I, I wish I could tell you. Uh, I'll have it in a minute. It was... Bio-advanced fungus control for lawns. Okay. The one that has, uh, and that one may offer some level of control for take-all root rot. I don't know. Uh, You'd have to do the research on it. But the one that has gotten the highest marks from the research scientists is azoxystrobin, A-Z-O-X-Y-S-T-R-O-B-I-N. And um, I think still it, it... it may eventually it won't be much longer before that one is available in other brands. Uh, but Scott's uh, Disease X is is where it has been available uh, initially. Uh, I would I don't know if they would release it to a, a direct competitor like that or not yet. I, I don't know. I can't get into that because I don't know. But azoxystrobin. Scott's Disease X is a, a liquid that I spray on. It yeah yes uh, and, and granules but it would it would be your best bet I think at at uh, uh, at eliminating that that's what I would recommend to you. Uh, in, would you do term- the granules or the spray? Well, granules I think give you a good uh, uniform coverage, and I believe that's uh, the way you're going to find it most commonly. But okay. the uh, the thing that you you need to do is uh, is get that treatment out. The hot weather is going to help you a great deal because. Uh, uh, because this is a spring disease, and uh, the the nitrogen will help, but it, this is not a lack of nitrogen. This is a disease involved, and so uh, just uh, try to get it under control that way. And I think uh, it's it has become a real bugaboo for St. Augustine. It didn't nobody ever heard of it, or at least I never heard of it until about 1996 or seven. And so for the last 25 years, it has just gotten worse and worse. Anyway, I hope that helps. I, I better keep moving, but hopefully that'll help. I sure appreciate your help. You betcha. Have a good day. Thank you. We will take a break. We have more, uh, uh, Juan in Arlington with a liriope question, and then also Margaret. We'll go back to Margaret and try to help on those larkspurs. Niels Ferry's Lone Star Gardening is uh, is my book, and you have a, a just a really rare opportunity. Back in October, I let the, the printer know that I needed to uh, have the sixth printing done for my book and that I was willing to pay ahead of time to get the paper and get the ink in-house and, uh, and be waiting for when we were going to need the books. And they said, that's fine. Here's what it will cost. And we all agreed on everything. And then about two weeks later, I got the note, oh, we can't get paper. Back order, six or 12 months. going to be a problem. 
great. And so I started hoarding the fifth printing books that I had, and now that's come back to bite me because now I need to get the all the fifth printing books sold. Sixth printing is finished and ready to be delivered. And so I put them on sale at thirty-two ninety-five. They were thirty-six ninety-five. The sixth printing, because of the up in in cost, will be thirty-eight ninety-five. You have an unusual opportunity to get the the fifth printing, the last remaining fifth printing books, with just one page affected, two paragraphs uh, acknowledging the the cold spell of two thousand twenty-one in February. That's the only change, and just it refers to the hardiness map and the fact that we need to use the 1990 hardiness map because it's more accurate as proven by that cold spell in, in 2021. I already had put that in the fifth printing. I put it in all the printings. I thought the, the 2012 map was inaccurate. Anyway, anyway, to my point, you can save a lot of money if you, if you hustle, if you get to order in while I still have copies. It's uh, 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is a 48-page permanent perpetual calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of your plants. Chapters 3 through 11 are incredibly detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and fruit and vegetables. 840 of my photographs. 344 pages, more than 25 multi-page charts, and this is printed on high-quality paper, and it's printed in San Antonio, not in China. It is a hardback. All of those would make it worth $50, $60 in a bookstore, but I chose not to put it in bookstores, not to go to Amazon, not to go through all the middle people that would run the price up, but to keep the price down low for you and by selling directly to you. So these come out of my garage where I'll sign them tomorrow and uh, your satisfaction is completely guaranteed or you can have a full refund, no questions asked. 75,000 copies sold, not one request for a refund. Here are the two ways you can order the book at $32.95 while supplies last. You can call my office Monday through Friday business hours, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is to order it right now at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. For more than 20 years, I've told you about Advanced Foundation Repair leaders in the foundation repair industry. They hold the patents. They led the way. First with a warranty that's transferable owner-to-owner for the lifetime of the house. Don't let expanding and contracting clay soils tear up your foundation and ruin your house. Call for their free home inspection. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. It's foundationrepairs.com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com. Thank you, sir. Let me tell you about WhizQ Stone. Maybe you have made plans to do a major landscape renovation, and summertime is the time you'll be working on it in the evenings. That would be a good thing. It's a good time to get some work done. 
and uh, there's some pleasant evening times you can do it. Whiskey Stone will be happy to help you with that part of your uh, renovations. They can help you uh, figure the right stone to use, maybe some design techniques so that you'll do the, the right job. It really is a fun project. It's like an adult form of Lego blocks to put a retaining wall in or a patio or, or whatever, and they can show you how to do it successfully. They'll tell you, they'll describe, and uh, they'll give you some good leads. And if you say, after all that, you say, you know, I just don't think I can do this, they can refer you to the best landscape contractors anywhere around. They are leaders in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Contracting Association, so they know the best people. That's Whiskey Stone with 22 acres of gorgeous, beautiful stone, boulders, retaining wall stone, patio stone, river rock. They have edging stone. They have decorative gravel, and they have paved stone, interlocking concrete paver. They pavers. They have it all. That's at Whiskey Stone in southeast Fort Worth, 4501 East Loop 820 South. The phone number is 817 0822whiz-q.com, W-H-I-Z-Q.com, open Monday through Saturday, it's WhizQ Stone. We at Callaway's are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Paul from the Richardson Callaway's. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Speary's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Paul, very, very much. Appreciate that. Now let's uh, let's see. Let's go back to Margaret. She's spent most of her morning with us so far. Let's see if we can help her. What did you find on your larkspur plants, Margaret? Well, I've thumped a number of them, and I did find one or two, maybe three bugs on several of them. They're not the red spider mites. Uh, they're they run immediately. They're almost the size of of a uh, skinny fruit gnat. Um, I, I don't know. And, they, and if, when you crush them, they don't turn red. So, well, spider mite doesn't doesn't turn red when you crush it either. If they're so tiny, you wouldn't be able to see it. Okay. Well, if it's not spider mites, then we need to figure what it could be. Uh, are you pretty sure that the plants have been fertilized really well and that you have not let them get dry at any point? That's true. All right. Uh, are you on Facebook? No, but I could be. I guess. Uh, it would help me to see a photograph. Um, at this point, you would not be able to post a photo on my newsletter because the the, the uh, meter has shut that down for this week. You could do it at at six o'clock immediately when when the thing opens up again for next week's e gardens. Uh, I just I don't have any way of taking email questions. There would be hundreds of them. Right. Um, but you're welcome to post a photo on Facebook or have somebody do it in your name, and I will remember the Larkspur question. If you want to do that, if you have somebody who could post and say, Margaret asked me to post this for her. My Facebook page uh, uh, went kind of wacko last June, and it's been harder for me to find questions there because of something Facebook did, not anything I did. Uh, I have 125,000 people on my Facebook page, and they, they have – have taken them out of chronological order so that that post may show up as something two weeks ago and i have to scroll through to look for it but i will do that if if you say i'm going to post it i will look for it well i I can wait until this next week and post it if you tell me what night at six o'clock i need to post it on your regular do you do you take my newsletter 
Neil, for some reason or other, I can't get your newsletter to come up on my computer. I've tried to order it two or three times. Okay. Oh, it's, it's just hitting dead ends here. I've got 15 seconds to the newscast. Uh, that's a different issue, and, and your server is probably rejecting because because there's so many people getting it, probably sees it as spam. You need to look in your junk mail, take it out, say this is not junk, and then it will come in. That would be my guess. I, I'm out of time. i got to hit a newscast. Somehow, it, Thursday at 6 o'clock is the time. Folks, we'll be back after the news.